Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is all about how to stay present on your wedding day. So if you have clicked into this episode, if you're tuning in, this might be something that you already struggle with. It's definitely something that I struggle with. I have a habit of really living in the future. I'm always planning for the future. I have big lists of, you know, things I want to do, trips I want to go on, fully planned out trip itineraries, you know, the next five, 10 years, all mapped out. Um, not that I'm like, I'm actually not that goal oriented. Like I don't set, you know, big goals. I don't do New Year's resolutions or anything like that, but I love to live in the future. I love to plan. Um, and I often miss things in the present because I'm so busy focused on the future, focused on what's coming, what could be coming, what I can plan for. So I knew on my wedding day, I was going to struggle with staying present. And I really wanted to do some things to make sure that I could stay as present as possible, really be in the moment, really soak it all in, really remember everything and not spend the whole day thinking about, you know, what's coming next. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, even if, you know, in regular day-to-day life, you're pretty good at staying present. Just the pressure that's on a wedding day, the fact that you've been planning it for so long that there is so much that goes into it. It's so natural to be thinking about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Um, You know, you're walking down the aisle and you're worried about your vows. You're saying your vows, but you're worried about, um, you know, the food at the reception. You're eating dinner and you're worried about your speeches. You're doing your speech and you're worried that the DJ is going to suck. Like there's just so many things that go into a wedding day, so many elements that you planned um, that have a ton of pressure on them. So it's totally natural to uh, not be in the moment the whole time. And I know that's a big worry for a lot of people because obviously you want to remember your wedding day. You want to be in the moment as much as possible. So today's episode, I'm just going to share a few tips, a few things you can do to try to stay in the moment and stay present on your wedding day. So my first tip, which I've sort of blabbed on about here for a couple minutes already, is just to know yourself. Are you a person who struggles with staying present, you know, regularly? Do you often find that you are living in the future? Are you always planning? You're always looking ahead. What's next? Or are you the kind of person who lives in the past? You're ruminating. What already happened? What can, you know, what could I have done better? Why did I say something like that? I find a lot of people who struggle with staying present, which I would say is are most of us, right? Most of us are just not great at staying in the moment. Um, usually you either are a future person or you're a past person. Um, so you might know yourself and you might know how this sort of manifests for you. Do you go to the future or do you stay in the past? Are there any coping strategies that you've used before. Maybe you've noticed that you are not great at staying present. So what have you done before that really helps? Maybe you're really into meditation or you have a mantra or you have a little, you know, physical cue or something that really works for you. So if you know this about yourself, I think it's really helpful to spend a little time reflecting saying, okay, I know I'm not great at staying in the present. I usually go to the future, to the past. Here are some things I've tried before. You know, this really works for me. This really doesn't. And this is probably going to come up on my wedding day. I think it's so helpful to know yourself and to anticipate if this is something that's going to be an issue for you on your wedding day, rather than you know, you wake up, you spend your whole wedding day living in the future or the past. And then you realize like, oh crap, I just missed my whole wedding day. Cause I, you know, I didn't even think about this. So spend a few minutes, reflect, you know, figure out if this is something that you're going to be dealing with. 
My second tip is to journal. I think it's really, really helpful to write out your feelings and get those thoughts out of your head. I think a lot of the times, for myself at least, when I am spending too much time in the future, you know, trying to plan, it's just because I have all of these thoughts and feelings in my head and I just need to get them out. That's why I have like 8 billion to-do lists. I have like my phone calendar, my phone to-do list, my written journal, a little post-it on my laptop. I have all these different lists and it's just because I need to get these thoughts in my head out. Like I need to get them out right away um, or else I just ruminate on them. So I find it's really, really helpful to, to write out my feelings. So I think a good way to do this would be to set some time aside on your wedding day and the night before to just let it all out. <laughs> Stream of consciousness, write down everything you're thinking about, everything you're worried about, and not necessarily solving all the problems. Like you don't have to sit there and write until you figure out you know, whether or not your DJ is going to suck, but just even getting out on paper, like I'm worried about the DJ. I don't know if they're going to be any good. Like that is so helpful just to be able to put that thought out into the universe and not just hold it in your brain the entire time. So I would put time in your wedding schedule, either the night before the morning of, um, or both for you to just sit down by yourself quietly and have some time to just journal and write down all your thoughts. And if you're not a journaler, if you're not a writer, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to write. Um, but also this is just for you. This isn't something you're going to publish or you're going to, you know, submit to a magazine. It doesn't have to be pretty. Um, you know, it can be scribbles. It doesn't have to be, you don't, it doesn't even have to be legible. Um, so don't worry about anything like that. But if you still are not a writer or a journaler, that's not like a medium you're comfortable with, you could doodle, you could do, you know, drawings, if that's something that you prefer, you could do voice memos, kind of like this podcast, you could talk to yourself, just, you know, speak your thoughts out loud, you could chat with someone else, I think this someone would have to be, um, you know, the kind of person who can really just sit there and listen, because what you don't want to do is turn this into a big, you know, brainstorming session where you're trying to solve all of these problems from the future or from the past, you really just want to get those thoughts out there. So it would need to be someone who can just listen, um, which a lot of people struggle with, especially, you know, if you are the bride or groom, it's the day before your wedding, people are going to want to help you solve all these problems. And I think that would actually cause more stress and cause you to stay even less uh, present and in the moment. So I'd be careful with that one. But you know yourself best, however, you can get those thoughts out of your head, I think is a really good thing to do. My third tip is to move your body. And by this, I don't mean exercise necessarily. Um, I don't mean doing yoga or, you know, whatever stretches, things like that. I think so many, if you Google like how to stay present on the wedding day, so many articles are going to tell you like, oh, you need to do, you know, a 30 minute yoga session or big stretch or, oh, you should go for a run or do like a big cardio workout. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> you know what feels good for your body. If you are a runner, if you are a big practicer of yoga, like awesome, do those things. Um, but just do something that feels good and really puts you in your body. This isn't about, uh, you know, sweating. This isn't about losing weight. This isn't about muscle definition. This isn't about being flexible or anything like that. This is literally just something that feels good in your body and helps you feel like you're in your body. I think, again, a lot of the times when we don't feel present, when we don't feel like we're really in the moment, it's because we've kind of floated up out of our bodies and we're busy, you know, in the past, in the future, we're elsewhere. So by doing some sort of movement, it really helps ground you back into your body. It brings you back home, right? You're, you can't be too busy, worried about something or thinking about something or somewhere else because you're actually in your body doing whatever that movement is, you know, swimming, stretching, dancing, whatever. It also occupies your mind, especially if it's something that's a little bit more um, you have to put some thought into it. So maybe you're doing like a spin class, you know, you have to keep up with the instructor, you have to pay attention. If you're doing a dance class, you've got to, you know, follow the moves. Um, if you're running outside, hopefully you're paying 
a little bit of attention, you know, the light turns green, you get to go, that sort of thing. So it helps sort of bring your mind back into, again, that present moment. You really have to stay present or else you're going to, you know, get run over or fall behind in the dance class, whatever it is. Tip number four is to talk to your partner. If you've listened to any of my past episodes, this is a tip I share often. Uh, I believe in it. I think you should be doing all of your wedding planning with your partner, and especially when it comes to things in your life, in your relationship that you're struggling with, absolutely, you should be pulling your partner in. So I would say, you know, well before the wedding day, talk to your partner. Let them know, hey, I'm actually really concerned about this. You know, I struggle with staying present. I struggle with staying in the moment, and I'm worried that I'm going to miss some of our wedding day because I'm going to be, you know, two in my head, two in the past, two in the present. Um, just let them know how you're feeling. Let them comfort you. Let them, you know, maybe they can remind you of, oh, hey, remember, you know, you were sharing that you felt like this, whatever, some other big event we went to, here's what we did, or, you know, how can I support you? What can I do for you? Maybe they feel the same way. Maybe your partner is also worried about that, or they hadn't even thought of it. And now that you bring it up, they say, oh, wow, you know what? I'm worried about that too. Like, what can we do? How can we help each other? I just think it's so nice to be able to share things like this with your partner, you know, about your wedding. And it's not just about the flowers and the cake and the outfits, but the emotional part of it too. And, and saying, you know, hey, this day is so important to me. We put so much love and care and money and time into this day. And I want to be able to experience every moment of it. You know, I really want to be present when you say your vows to me, when I say my vows to you, I want to be in that moment. I want to hear you. I don't want to be in my head. What can we do to to help me get through that? What can we do to keep me present? And really having that conversation with them, bring them in. They're on your team. How can they help you? I think that's a really important step. Tip number five is to schedule check-ins. So little things throughout the day that'll sort of bring you back in. I find one of the easiest ways to stay present is literally just to be reminded to stay present. <laughs> like if someone says, hey, you know, check in, like make sure you're, you're here. Are you in the moment? Are you staying present? Do you, you know, do you feel good? Are you ready to go? That is super helpful because usually when you are off in your own head, um, you just need that quick little reminder to bring you back down to earth. So that could be something like, you know, maybe in that conversation with your partner, you set up a little signal. Like you say, hey, um, you know, if you notice me drifting or if I feel like I'm drifting, I'm going to, I don't know, tap you twice on your shoulder. And then let's like, you know, let's take a moment. Let's take a little breather. Let's squeeze hands or something like that. Um, you could ask one of the members of your wedding party to check in with you. Maybe say like, hey, every, you know, every couple hours or like right before the ceremony, right before our speech, can you just check in with me? Remind me to stay present. You could ask your wedding planner or coordinator to do that. Um, again, same thing. Hey, right before the ceremony, you know, when you're fixing my outfit, before before everything starts, can you just remind me to stay in the moment, stay present? Scheduling breaks, I think, is really helpful. That sort of gives you time to collect yourself, take a breather, um, especially if you are an introvert. I did an episode recently on uh, how to handle all the wedding attention. If you are an introvert, scheduling those breaks is really key and will help you sort of come back into yourself. And of course, uh, you can leave yourself little reminders. So maybe you put um, the background screen of your phone says like, you know, breathe in or says stay present or stay, it says be here or something like that. You could put a little note at the top of your vows. I actually did that. Um, I wrote my vows. We bought these little vow books off Etsy and before the actual words of my vows, I put a little note at the top saying deep breath, you know, like stay in the moment. Um, and that was super helpful for me just to sort of like center myself, get into it. 
and, and remind myself to stay present. You could put the same little note on your speech. You could put a little note on your plate at the reception, on the mirror where you're getting ready, whatever it is, just little reminders, little check-ins throughout the day that are going to remind you to stay present, to be here, to be in the moment. Number six, and these are some of my favorites, these are physical cues. So besides just having those verbal reminders and check-ins throughout the day, whether they're from yourself, your partner, your planner, your wedding party member, um, it's really helpful to have little physical things that you can do to stay present. Um, and again, if you Google, there are 8 billion, I'm sure, different options of things that people a lot smarter than I have come up with to help people stay in the moment and stay present. Um, a few of my favorites are doing uh, patterned breathing. So again, if you Google this, there's all different types of, um, and I, it might have a cooler name. I just call it patterned breathing. Breathing. I don't know if that's the official term, uh, but basically just sequences of breathing. There's one called the four square. So uh, you breathe in, you inhale for four, hold it for four, exhale for four, hold it for four. And the idea is you're sort of building a square in your head. Um, so you can sort of visualize as you breathe in for the four count, you know, you're drawing the first line of the square, you hold it for four, so that's the next line, exhale for four, this, the next line, and so on and so on. Hopefully that makes sense. Again, just Google pattern breathing. There's lots of different types of breathing patterns that you can do, um, basically all involving an inhale, holding it, an exhale, possibly holding it through your nose, through your mouth, whatever it is. And it's just really helpful. Again, it's sort of that meditative um factor of bringing your attention back to your breath and uh, keeping your focus on the breath, which really helps you stay in the moment. Uh, another popular one is the five senses. So you go through and you say, okay, what's something I can see, something I can hear, something I can smell, something I can taste, something I can touch. I think, was that all five? <laughs> um, and sometimes it's a bit harder. You have to do like four things or five things I can see, four things I can hear, but even just doing one of each. And again, that really um, helps to ground you and helps you to be right in the moment because you have to think, okay, you know, what can I see? What can I, you know, and see and hear are usually pretty easy, touch pretty easy, but when you get to smell or taste, that really, really helps you sort of come back into your body because you have to think really deeply, okay, what am I, what am I tasting right now? For me, it's a piece of strawberry that I just ate, <laughs> um, but that really helps you come back into your body. And then two really simple, easy ones that I love that my therapist actually taught me. Um, one of them is just feeling the floor. So just reminding yourself, um, you know, when you just feel yourself kind of coming out of your body, you're not really feeling present, just to quickly bring yourself back is just to feel the floor. So feel that feeling of your feet, you know, in shoes and socks, whatever it is, touching the floor, really just focus on that moment. Okay, what does this feel like? You know, my foot digging into the floor right now. And it's such a quick little thing you can do, but it immediately brings you back into your body um, because you're literally, you're literally grounding yourself, right? You're feeling the floor underneath your feet. And it's such a quick little thing you can do in your head, just kind of bring you back into your body. And another one that's super quick, and again, is literally grounding yourself, is you put your hand on top of your head and you push down just a little bit. This isn't like, you know, you're not trying to squish yourself or anything, but you just put a little bit of pressure. I'm doing it right now, if you can hear. <laughs> um, you put a little bit of pressure on top of your head, you know, just using your hand, you push down a little bit. And again, that is literally grounding yourself, literally pushing yourself into the ground, bringing yourself back into your body. And these are just silly things, right? Like feeling the floor, pushing your, you know, your head down into the ground. But it's such a physical and easy reminder of, hey, come back into the body, 
be here, be present, be grounded, be in the moment. And I find those super, super helpful. So again, you can Google and find a ton of different ideas of little things you can do to ground yourself, to stay present, um, little physical cues that you can do. Find the ones that work for you. You can practice them in the months and weeks leading up to your wedding. But I find it's really helpful to have kind of an arsenal of these going into your wedding day, uh, things that you can do in the moment, even, you know, as you're, as you're walking down the aisle, feeling that floor underneath your feet. That's such a great way to really center yourself ahead of your ceremony. My last tip here is just to accept that you're not going to be 100% present. So even if you journal and exercise and talk to your partner and schedule a check-in and do all of these different physical reminders, there's a good chance you're not going to be 100% in the moment for the entirety of your wedding day. It's just that's just life, right? Like we are human. Things are not going to go perfect. There is so much pressure on this wedding day to make it perfect, but it's just, it's just not going to happen. That's just the way it goes. And I think it's really important to know that and accept that and understand that, you know, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try to be present for as much of this day as possible, you know, especially the really important things, whatever that is to you, the vows, the dances, whatever. Um, but it's, you know, inevitably uh, my brain is going to wander at some point and that is okay. Um, remember that there are lots of other ways to capture your day. If this is something you're worried about, if, you know, oh my goodness, if I'm not in the moment, how am I going to remember? Then look into other ways to remember your day. Uh, photography, obviously, is a really good one. Videography, if you can afford a videographer or setting up, you know, just a simple webcam or something like that to film parts of your day. If you're doing vows or speeches, having those written down, um, I love, we wrote our own vows. I did a whole episode about vows and having the written copies of those is so, so special to me. I've read them a few times already since our wedding day and it just brings me right back. It makes me feel so loved and so full of love. And even the speeches, um, we asked a few people to give speeches at our wedding reception and uh, I didn't even think to do this, but people just came up to me at the end of the night and were like, oh, hey, did you want a copy of our speech? And I was like, oh, for sure. Um, and having those words and being able to reread those really brings me back into the moment. And again, it fills me with so much love. Um, hearing stories from people, you know, talking to people at your reception, they're going to tell you nice things about your wedding. The next time you see them after your wedding, they're probably going to tell you more nice things, trying to commit those stories to memory. Uh, journaling, again, if you are a journaler, um, that can be a really nice thing to do when you get home from the wedding. Maybe not that night. <laughs> You're probably pretty tired, but maybe the next day or sometime the week after spending some time journaling. Um, for me, I'm also a blogger. So I did a sort of wedding story on the blog talking about our whole wedding weekend and what happened. And that was a really nice way for me to sort of collect all of my thoughts about what happened and, and have that all together in one place in the years to come. So I hope this was helpful. This is a bit of a shorter episode, um, but maybe maybe that's good. Maybe you got to get going with your day. Um, and maybe that just shows uh, how in the moment we're being. We're keeping things short and snappy. But I do hope that these tips help you stay present and stay in the moment on your wedding day because there's definitely some moments, hopefully many moments on your wedding day that you're going to want to be there for, really in your body, really grounded, really just, you know, seeing your partner, seeing your loved ones, experiencing them, and being able to recall those moments back in your mind is so precious. And there's really like some of my favorite memories that I'm able to bring up are from my wedding day. And I hope that's the same thing for you. So I wish you all the best and happy wedding planning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. 
remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. <laughs>